right, all right. Welcome, welcome. It's a beautiful day today. Welcome to the show. This is your favorite relationship platform, Love Those Podcast. And I remain your favorite relationship coach, your host, Godfrey Emuze. A while ago, we began a series on a very delicate and sensitive matter on sex, LGBTQ, and God. And in this episode, we are going to continue the conversation on sex, LGBTQ, and God. This episode will be the third part of the conversation, the part three of the conversation. I'd like us to begin this episode by attempting some heartfelt questions as best as we can. The first question, how does someone become an LGBTQ? How does someone become a lesbian, a gay, a bisexual, a transgender, or a queer, or questioning? Second question, is there restoration and healing and hope for LGBTQ according to the Bible? Third question, how does an LGBTQ who has found Jesus also find the lost natural use of the human sexual organs again. Is there really hope? I'd like us to focus this unique episode on the first perturbing and important question. How does someone become an LGBTQ? Everyone born into our world is born as either a human male with male sexual organs or a human female with female sexual organs. I'd like to begin from there. This is the original design and purpose of the maker of all things that is God for humanity. This is not just common sense, it is basic sense. Our basic instinct and primordial intuition is enshrined in this reality. Humanity is designed and proposed to exist in two manifestations, male and female. There are no other types of manifestations. Even among animals, there can be no male without the female, and there can be no female without the male. This is very fundamental, no matter the amount of wishes and deception, this will not change. Living creatures on earth can only exist either as a male or a female, for the basic purpose of continuity and perpetuity. This means you need the male sexual organs and the female sexual organs to continue or perpetuate the race of humanity. Please realize that no human baby will be born without the coming together of the male and female sexual organs of the human body. Therefore, the male sexual organs is also made for the female sexual organs, the same way the female sexual organs is made for the male sexual organs. No sexual organ is made for itself alone. It needs its counterpart in nature to truly be fulfilled and to truly be enhanced in fulfilling its design and purposes. Humanity will never continue without the male and the female in their original design and purpose. When you designate humanity to a particular gender, maybe the female gender only and call them lesbians or the male gender only and call them gays it is only a matter of time 
no matter the depth of expression, adventures, and experiences they permit themselves, there will be no procreation. No human babies will be born. All the existing humans in that secluded gender will age and die and cease to exist permanently. This alone is enough indisputable reality for us to understand and embrace the original design and purpose of humanity in nature without seeking for deviations just because we can. Now, the question of the moment, how does one become an LGBTQ? How does one become a lesbian or a gay or a bisexual or a transgender or a, a queer? Or how does one become confused with his or her sexual orientation and become questioning? The first answer I would like to submit to you today is that the most controversial or strongest arguments in this regard has to do with being born that way. And I want us to examine why this seems so to some people. Because it doesn't mean they are wrong. We know there are some people born blind. We also know that's a deviation from the number. From the normal, most people are not born blind. If anyone is born blind, something has gone wrong with the conception and pregnancy. In the same vein, for those who truly, sincerely feel they are born as a lesbian or gay or bisexual or trans or queer, there's a reason they feel that way, I believe, and it has to do with their conception and pregnancy. The issue didn't begin with them, it began with the parents. Please realize that the human hardware, biological part is perfect, but the human software, the mind, talking about the psychological and emotional content is probably corrupted. You see, nature can be distorted, experimented upon, and certain outcomes are seen, most of the times resulting in sicknesses diseases, abnormalities, or sometimes positively resulting in true medical breakthroughs. When a couple strongly desires a male child and does everything to get a male child, but when the pregnancy comes and the baby in the womb is found to be a female child, some couples still retain that strong desires for a male child throughout the pregnancy journey and sometimes or bringing years after the baby is born. And right from the womb, unknowingly or unconsciously, they imprint, impose, or program those desires into the baby that is already a biological female and she begins to behave and think like a male because what the parents wanted was a male child. This situation happens also in the reverse. When a couple wants a female child desperately, but get a male child when they conceive, they begin to still impress, impose, and saturate themselves with their desires upon that pregnancy and baby, and sometimes this continues into the upbringing years while raising the child. Sometimes this is done knowingly or unknowingly. So much so that although the child is a biological male, he behaves and thinks like a female. And when she's a biological female, she behaves and thinks like a male. 
because the parent through desires, words, and actions during conception, pregnancy, and upbringing has programmed the child to be that way and conform to their own desires, which is against the natural and biological appearances of the child. And when this gets so intense and sometimes suffocating, the child may begin to eat its sexual organs or asexual organs and begin to desire a change, thereby resulting in what we now have as transgenders in the LGBTQ community. This is very profound because, as you know, humans can only be programmed or reprogrammed or deprogrammed through words, actions, and strong desires, no matter the stage of our human existence. Nothing affects a person, a breathing living human being, more than the words, actions, and strong desires directly or indirectly targeted at him or her. Whether young or old, a baby or an adult, we are all affected by words, actions, and strong desires expressed toward us. It is just the way it is. And it is the design of nature. It is how God made man. We can feel, think, and speak and be affected in many such ways by others. The second reason I like to talk about how some people began their journey into LGBTQ. The second way that I think people develop new sexual orientation or become an LGBT, an LGBTQ is what I will call the law of the environment. Every one of us exists in a certain environment, in a certain habitat. We are designed never to exist alone. We are designed to exist in an habitable surrounding, in an environment, and most especially with other members of our species, many with other humans. The influence the environment has on all of us cannot be overemphasized. In fact, we can safely say most people don't turn out better than what their environment permits. Put in a simpler way, we are our environment. That is why it is essential to be very interested and intentional about the environment we live and the environment we choose to thrive in, especially when raising children or even as adults, as the case may be. For some people, their environment in their grown-up years allows for open display of sexual displays, sexual attractions, sexual experiences, sexual exposures, and sexual experimentations. The environment sometimes might be too saturated with excessive sexual explicitness or sexual adventures and behaviors that there's no way a child who grow up in that kind of environment will not have a warped or distorted or unwholesome understanding of sexuality. The child in such environment will be subjected too early and too soon to diverse social issues and actions that doesn't quite make for a healthy sexual life. Later on in life, depending on which perspectives or what views 
that the unnecessary but unbelievable and unstoppable sexual content and sexual contact the child has been exposed to in the name of liberty or independence or rebellion or probably simple curiosity. In such environment, the child's sexual desires might have been reinforced into a strong deviation from the natural use of his or her sexual organs and therefore begin to desire and identify as different because he or she feels different before you know she's become an LGBTQ person. The third reason why I believe people turn out as LGBTQ has to do with the family setup. This is very important to realize when the family setup of a child allows directly or indirectly for negative sexual experiences such as sexual abuses, sexual molestation, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, and unwanted sexual exposures from family members or relatives or family friends or even neighbors. The victims of such families or typically negative childhood like that may grow up to develop and embrace a preferred sexual relationship or orientation that is very different from the norm, from the natural use of the sexual organs. This is due to the gross sexual abuses and negligence and negativity that they are faced while growing up, especially from family members or family friends or neighbors. Okay, the fourth reason why I think some people go for other sexual orientations has nothing to do with abuse or too early exposure to sex and sexuality in the environment. It is what I like to call peer pressure or social pressure aided by unguarded curiosities. Most people in this category end up as bisexuals. They are mostly in the bisexual community of the LGBTQ community. When a teenager, through peer pressure or social pressure and unguarded curiosities, is layered to try out different sexual activities with their friends and peers, they end up discover discovering a comfort zone where their most liked peer or friend luring them prefers the most. It often begins as girlfriends sticking together as close friends, besties, buddies, usually in schools and colleges going through the think and think together, outbreaks and all, until one day they decide to seek out sexual pleasures from themselves and by themselves because they don't want to deal with the male gender anymore. They want to explore the female prowess and the feminine powers. Then they allow themselves to be adventurous and curious until they discover that they don't have to stop. They could continue and they could also feel something in the process. This happens vice versa also in the case of the boys. If the experience persists, such as it often does, with a girl's only dormitory setting, environment or social attachment, or with a boy's only dormitory setting, environment or social attachment, the ladies become lesbians and the guys become gays. Until one day they discover it is not enough. They don't need to abandon the natural use of the sexual organs. They can get the best of both worlds. 
they begin to identify as bisexual so that they can claim to like both male and female even though they are biological male or like both male and female even though they are biological female. They want to be able to fit into two modes, two sexual orientations. They don't want to let go of their girls' only experiences or boys' only experiences and yet they don't want to do without the natural pleasures that comes with sexual encounters with the opposite gender. The fifth and final reason I like to talk about with respect to how people become a lesbian, a gay, or a bisexual, or a transgender, or a queer, or simply questioning, is what I like to call traumas, sexual traumas. When people with low social interaction skills or low self-esteem goes through sexual traumas in form of rape, pedophilia, and different kinds of sexual abuses or sudden accidents that affect their sexuality, they may suddenly find themselves abhorrent to a certain sexual orientation and embracing another or new sexual orientation. Traumas as a way of introducing a sudden psychological shock to the chemical or hormonal makeup of the human body, the main software responsible for sexual pleasures, attributes, and features might be affected adversely and drastically, so much so that the outcome resolves in new sexual orientations and practices. Why there might be other reasons and ways how people develop and embrace new sexual orientations, I'd like to stop at these five main points in this episode. Other points or reasons, I promise you, will be strongly connected to all that we have discussed already. We will continue in the next episode and address the remaining questions. I trust you are learning something new in this series. Sex, LGBTQ, and God. Truly a delicate conversation. Like I promised before we go, let's take a moment to give opportunity to ask many people who would love to receive Jesus and the love of God in their heart. We will do this throughout this series. If you are among the LGBTQ community, God's love for you is constant and unconditional still. Just as it is with everyone else, sex or no sex, there is no condemnation for you. Jesus don't condemn you, neither do I. Jesus is only asking, peradventure, you have not accepted his law and seen his power at work in your life to transform you. Another opportunity is here again. Please, if you are the one I'm talking to right now, say these prayers with me, with faith in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today. Please forgive me my sins. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for my sins. I resurrected on the third day for my justification. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Please give me the gift of the Holy Spirit and make me a new creation to glorify God with the rest of my life. Thank you for hearing me and thank you for saving me. I am born again in Jesus' mighty name. I pray. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer with sincerity, I want to congratulate you. Welcome to the family of God. Please locate a faith community near you where God's word is taught and God's love is felt. This is Love Those Podcast. May your love be true and may your joy be full. Till I come your way again next time, 
Bye for now.